Good afternoon. We are with you from Lifeway, sharing with you the Bible Studies for Life podcast. I'm Chris Johnson, one of the content editors for Bible Studies for Life. With me is Lynn Pryor. Hey, Chris. Good to be with you. Yeah, and I serve as the team leader for this wonderful group. All right. Also in the studio with us is Amber Vaden, another content editor for Bible Studies for Life. Hi, Amber. Hey, Chris. Thank you for uh, having me. Amber's work is on the Daily Discipleship Guide. She'll tell you more about that as we go along, I'm sure. All right. Well, we're, we are wrapping up a study today. We have been spending six weeks talking about how to deal with messy relationships. I am so glad we're doing this study. Because you have messy relationships, well, Chris? the reality is, if, if we're really honest, there's we can all uh, reflect on current or past situations where relationships have gotten complicated. Yes. And uh, so this has been, a, I think, timely and beneficial. I think whether I'm going through a problem now in my relationships or not, this would be something I can store up and use. Because yeah. if you don't have a messy relationship now, yeah, just wait a little bit. There will be one coming up down the road. That's exactly right. Thank you. So this last session we're going to do is uh, called Accept. All right. So the focus of our lesson, our main point, and most of you are aware that our Bible studies for life are based on uh, the, the, the we give a title to it, but then there's one point that we want to hit over and over again uh, and be sure that we stress. So the point of of the Accept lesson is strong relationships are not hindered by differences of opinion. So as I've thought about this lesson, I, I can't help my father-in-law, who is deceased, loved to argue. He had strong opinions <laughs> and did not have any problem articulating what they were. And when I first came into the family, he would ask me my opinion and try to drag me in. Well, I had seen him do this with uh, another future in-law who always got sucked in and he was always wrong and stupid. So I never, I wouldn't bite. That's well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so I was not going to fight my future father-in-law over uh, who was the best pianist, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis or Liberace. <laughs> that's great. And that's what this Bible study is about. It's not, it's, it's, it's not big theological Bible's right and the Bible's wrong. It's more those gray areas that we would talk about. But how we get into this, I, I love the question you all have put in your personal study guides, Amber, in the, in the Daily Discipleship Guide. It's just this icebreaker to get us started. Uh, what do you do, how do you decide what's not worth arguing about? I just love that question. And when I read that, the first thing that popped in my head is, for years at our house, we had this huge oak desk. It was our computer desk. Now, you have to see the desk. One side, the, the drawers on both sides, one was just a little wider than the other. So when you sat at it, you didn't sit quite in the center of the desk. I mean, it's, it was subtle. But the thing was, my wife, I, I know when I sat at the computer there, I wanted the computer right in front of me. My wife, on the other hand, she would center the computer so it would be centered fully on the desk. I'd walk in, oh, Mary's been sitting at the desk, so the computer, <laughs> because the, now I'm talking like two inches difference. But she would see that I've moved it those two inches. She would push it back. And so I laughed about it. Yeah, we just kind of laughed about it, but it was not worth arguing about. But uh, the, so there's other things that we might think of along the ways as we get into this that, oh, yeah, I remember church where we, 
it wasn't one of those hills you should stand on, but we made it one. Sure. So that's going to be the point of as we get into this. And we're going to be in Rome, excuse me, yeah, Romans chapter 14. And this is the, uh, we're going to start in verse 1, where it says, Accept anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. What are some disputed matters you've either experienced or heard about in, in a local church? Oh, well, one that comes to mind real quick is, uh, how the chairs are set up. <laughs> um, sometimes that might differ uh, from one Sunday to another if, if your church doesn't have pews. Uh, and I've, I've noticed that sometimes people have questions about why the chairs are different. And I thought, huh, okay. <laughs> That's good. And, uh, you know, we had the worship wars for years. Where is it going to be contemporary? Is it going to be a more traditional style? The biggest thing I'm hearing now is, are the lights on? Or are the lights off? Oh. And what I'm reading is statistically, we're uh, church leaders about half and half on the issue. Yeah, the, how loud the music is is another one of those. Sure. Uh, the temperature in the room, those are the kind of things that we all have opinions about. Uh, how we, how we go about that and how we handle that can be. Yeah, can that, be that's a, and and uh, without going into details, I spent in a church. They spent 30 minutes arguing over what type of toilet paper to buy. You know, the, and, and we, we laugh about that, but those are the things that cause divisions in a church. And now Paul was not talking about lights, toilet paper, but he was still in their context talking about disputed matters. As he says there, accept anyone who is weak, but don't argue about disputed matters. So he immediately tells us a little bit of what's going on. It's about what is appropriate to eat. Um so uh, we could probably have some of that same kind of conversation today. Uh, our, our vegan friends may have a difference of perspective uh, from those of us who are meat eaters. And, and that could cause those kind of, kind of conversations probably more complicated in the uh, original context. Sure. Yeah. And, you, and the thing is, you don't know exactly how uh, personal a belief might be or how um, how. Uh, tightly held it is until you get into the middle of a conversation and you realize oh this is not going to end well <laughs> something somebody's gonna uh, have hurt feelings maybe so yeah I think it's it's important to keep that in mind and I'm relatively sure that the debate in our church today is not going to be whether we should eat meat that has been offered to idols or not sure yeah no. <laughs> right well, so that's our, as we get into this, that's what we'll look at is this idea that we should accept the other person whose opinion is different than ours. And when we get into, the, we're going to skip down to verse 13 uh, through 15 as we look at this. And what Paul said here is, he said in verse 13, therefore let us no longer judge one another. Instead, decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. Never decide to put a pitfall in front of them. Yeah, I feel like Paul was was um, speaking to the mature believers in in this section and really trying to say, "Hey guys, uh, let's keep let's keep a couple of things in mind as we interact and as we get to know people and and uh, especially within the church." And he was, I, I feel like he was uh, really um, speaking for uh, the awareness of the bigger picture and to recognize, look. These may be significant topics today, or even clearly insignificant ones, uh, but the greater um, 
the greater topic is really unity. And so I feel like he was uh, advocating for a real awareness and understanding of, of the bigger picture to step back a moment from whatever issue is, is happening and uh, that's going to differ from church to church, but to say, you know, unity within the believers is, is really so important and, and not just so important, but so important that if there is something that is uh, a pitfall or a stumbling block, uh, it is really important enough for you to, to not do that. One of the, th- the continuing themes for Paul in his writings is don't think more of yourself than you should or don't just think about yourself. And this comes into play in this passage. Uh, 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 the essential application for this is, you know, be, be more concerned about someone else. Don't, don't do anything that would cause them to stumble. Don't do anything that would cause them to, uh, to, to walk away from, from their faith or from the church. And I, I just have a deep appreciation for that kind of heart. Yeah. I, I, I like how you put that out about don't think of yourself more than the other person. Because often when we talk about this passage, we talk about the mature Christian and the weak Christian. I mean, Paul used that language. But I just think, you know, like, Amber, if you and I were having a disagreement, you would say you had the mature view. <laughs> I would say, no, I have the mature view. Yeah. And then, we, then we'll get in an argument over who's more mature. Uh, but it's just when those arguments happen, those uh, not arguments, those <clears throat> discussions, that's kind of hard of it. Well, I've got the more mature view. Yeah. But Chris, as you point out, that Philippians 2 passage, no, just don't think of yourself more than the other person. Put them first. Yeah, even to the point of sacrifice. I think he's saying you may even have to sacrifice your preference or something that you would like or something that you think is is not um, uh, a big deal at all. But because it is to uh, another believer, he's saying you may have to be willing to put that aside. <laughs> and there's a tension there between the freedom I have as a believer yeah. and where, where, how, can, how far do I go with that and when do I just step back and say, I'm going to let my freedom go for the sake of the other person. There's a tension there. That, mm-hmm. Because if I gave in on everything in a sense, people, you, know, you don't want to look like you're just allowing people to walk over you, but there's a sense of humility in how we approach the other person. All right, let's get into the last section here. Uh, we're going to pick up in verse 16. We're going to look at this idea really that... Um, we need to do, we've been focusing on kind of a negative. Don't do anything that's going to cause them to stumble. But now we're going to say, instead, do that which builds up the other person. And uh, verse 16. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and receives human approval. So then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. That's at the heart of this thing. That's the heart of it. You're right. Pursue what promotes peace. Yeah, he really, I think, was trying to help them to see that that um, the kingdom of the kingdom of God is really so valuable that it should be pursued. It, it should be pursued to the point of building each other up, putting ourselves second. That is that is the um, just the the message I feel like he is saying throughout all of these verses. A great question for us to think about in our groups and in our church um, is what does pursuing peace look like in our church where we're making it the a priority and we're willing to do whatever we can uh, to sacrifice for peace and unity in the church. 
And I'm not sure that we probably have enough conversations and give enough thought to those kind of questions. This is this can be a very good, healthy discussion because I know in many of our groups, that many of our churches, you're going to be looking at this, and there's an elephant in the room. That's an issue at the church. And I think this would be a great time in a Bible study group to even just, to, okay, there is an elephant, let's talk about it, but in the context of what we're seeing in this passage. That can be very healthy in a church. Yeah, you know, the thing that just came to my mind as we've been talking about this is, is attire. What's, a, oh, what's, yeah. what's appropriate to wear to church? And um, as a church leader, my position has always been, I'm just so glad they're here. <laughs> you know, if, if they're wearing a baseball hat or a baseball hat on backwards or they came in shorts and flip-flops, I'm just so glad they're here. Uh, not everyone holds that opinion, but I just think that uh, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. Sure. Be a lot of discussion, a lot of good discussion around this. Well, and I hope you have a great Bible study in your group as well. And uh, if you're a teacher, would you hang around with us just for another couple of minutes? Uh, Amber is going to share a teaching tip with us uh, in just a moment. But before she does... Here comes the commercial. Next week, we're going to be starting uh, into the summer, and it'll be a new study called Living with Hope in a Broken World. It's out of 1 Peter. But let me tell you one thing you can use uh, with your group to uh, help them be uh, kind of get their interest with this. At our website, BibleStudiesForLife.com, when you go to the extra page, you're going to find some promotional videos, and uh, they're free. It's a 60-second promotional video that's going to talk about living with hope in a broken world. So is this an introduction to the whole unit? Is that what yes, it's, it's for the whole study. And the idea is um, anyone can use it in any capacity. If, if your, your group has a Facebook page or a website or something, you're free to post it there. Uh, you can send it in an email or, or text, however you want to, just to get the word out, hey, folks, this is what we're going to be studying next week. So it's just a great little resource for you. Uh, BibleStudiesForLife.com, if you go to the Adult Extras section, uh, you'll find them. They're, they're there, and I uh, hope you enjoy using them. Amber, talk about, uh, share a tip with us. Yeah, so in the teaching plan for the Daily Discipleship Guide, uh, each week there's an optional activity that leaders can choose to use or choose not to use. And this week's activity is uh, an active one um, and just a kind of a fun one to kick off the um, your time together. So it's, it happens at the very beginning of when you all gather for your Bible study time. Uh, once everyone is is in and you've kind of gotten started, uh, but basically you will uh, have a, a time where you look at some uh, interesting differences that people might have. So, for example, uh, you'll say something like chocolate and vanilla, and you'll get a, get away for people to um, identify which of those they like better. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so you may vanilla. have them um, raise their hand. You may <laughs> ask them if there's space to, like, all move on one side of the room and everyone move on the other, That's but fun. some way to distinguish chocolate or vanilla. And then you can go through a few others, Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Mexican food or steakhouse. Mexican. Mexican. All right, we finally agreed, Chris. Yeah, right. uh, morning person or night owl. Night owl. Morning. <laughs> Chris, how it's have so, we gotten along? Well, we're never here at the same time. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you can just kind of identify, and this has been kind of fun, uh, identify some of those differences just that we have just in our personalities. 
but to recognize that in, in our relationships, there are going to be more serious differences that can lead, if we're not careful, can lead to some real um, division. And so uh, it's just a lighthearted way to um, approach the topic of differences. <laughs> we're getting ready to have a fight here, so I'm <laughs> going to stop this podcast. Great to have you with us today. Thanks for joining us for Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. And I hope that your conversations around uh, Bible study and around the need for loving each other and caring for each other, not being a stumble block, will be beneficial to you, the people in your group this week. Thank you.